Welcome to episode 25 of the Writing and Publishing Erotica podcast. I am H.K. Kiting. And I'm Dean Jills. And we are your hosts for the show. This is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general and include some tidbits about erotica specifically. And if you enjoy this podcast or find it helpful, then review us on iTunes. Have very few reviews on iTunes. More would be very nice. Also, check out our books at sexyfic.com. So, Henry, what is your most recent release? I've got a kinky gay erotica called Hanging Out at the Oasis. Ooh, what's that about? It's a couple of gay cowboys. They're all hot and dusty on the trail, and they come to an oasis where there's a big, nice, cool body of water, and they go swimming together and do naughty stuff, and and then they get out the rope and do more naughty things. Mmm, giddy up, partner. This was a good news, bad news kind of thing because I had submitted it to an anthology. The anthology didn't want it, but then I said, hey, it's all ready to go and publish. So the world can have it. So you lose. But but I won. You win. Yes. Okay. And so do my readers. (laughs) How about you? What do you got out new? Okay. uh, I just finished recording the very last Rick and Owen Breath play story, book six, Rick and Owen Get Hitched. That's going to be coming out on audiobook in the next week or two. And the complete Rick and Owen will be out not too long after that. As far as print goes, I've got the Underwater Peril Trilogy. Three stories that we used to call the Sexy Fix Shorts. Those were Grace Underwater, Soon to be Single, and... Diving for Diana. Yeah. And those are straight stories. We might Those are straight stories. Yes, yeah. no gay stuff going on there. And the other other one is the Demonic Lust Trilogy, which were my three also straight demon stories. Dealing with the demon, dueling for the demon, and dying for the demon. Again, those are straight. Uh, it's sort of a three-in-one, so you get three little short stories. Both of those are a little bit longer than my typical typical books. And those are just either print or ebook at this point. No, no audio books yet, but they'll be coming. I thought it was interesting you mentioned, uh, and and I I proofed your uh, audio books, the Rick and Owen get hitched. That they are a little bit out of date now because they were written when only certain states could allow gay marriage, and that's specifically mentioned in the story. And now it's nationwide. Yeah, that was yeah. written about two years ago, but it still would have been. Timely and current about two months ago, but Mm -hmm. now parts of it are obsolete. Yeah. So I guess that makes it historical fiction. Uh Uh-huh. Love wins. It usually does. Yeah. Okay, so this is Big big Fantastic Episode 25, where we dig in the reader mailbag. Do you want to read it, or should I? I could read it. Go for it. My question has to do with formatting, specifically how to make an attractive-looking ebook after uploading a docx file onto Amazon or elsewhere. Quite frankly, the two books I've written both look like hot garbage formatting-wise. Each time I 
upload the docx file into Amazon. The converted file is full of bizarre formatting errors, arbitrary paragraph indentation, words cramming together, line spacing all messed up. It does sound kind of messy there. Um, I initially wrote my first book with regular paragraph indentations in size 12 times new, times new Roman font with justified aligned text. The results were a total eyesore. I re-uploaded the document after eliminating all paragraph indentations, double spacing instead of pressing the tab key, but even that leaves much to be desired. I seem to be the only person unable to make their Mobi files look even passable, and it is quite frankly a little frustrating. Do you have any advice on this, or am I SOL? Okay, first of all, you are not the only one with trouble doing this. Generally, the only people you see actually published on Amazon are the people that succeeded, but there's plenty of people out there that have trouble getting their stuff in the right format. So, Henry, how do you format your books? You've got an idea, you type your thing in, how? I have templates that I have been using and reusing for so long that I don't remember exactly where I got them. Does CreateSpace have templates that they provide? Yes. I think that's where it came from originally. If it's one you upload to CreateSpace, you probably originally got it from CreateSpace. Mm Mm-hmm. I use that template. Um, I just write my new text, my new story. I've got a template for Create Space, a template for Kindle, template for Smashwords. Now I have template for Drafted Digital and a template for uh, All Romance. But basically, I have these templates that I just keep reusing. I've gotten them down to a science, and I just copy, paste, more formatting, and I'm good to go. Okay, so your final step is after you get everything working... Type your next book in on top of the first one. Save a copy of your file. Use it as a sort of a generic template for future books. Once you've got this working, you don't have to go through this stuff twice. Except sometimes you do. Uh, Smashwords is especially fussy. I had uh, some recent frustration. I thought that I was using the exact same template and submitted uh, two collections of short stories on Smashwords. They rejected the one, and they accepted the other. And they kept saying, well, change this in the one that they rejected. And I would change it and submit it again. And then they would say, no, change this now. And finally, I just copy-pasted into the one they accepted and resubmitted it that way, and they took it. The pro- what, were you, what were you typing in? Where, where did this file come from? What software thing? Uh, Word document. Word document. Microsoft Word, yeah. Yeah. Which is notorious for putting in little invisible characters and hidden things and formatting junk that you didn't even know was there, much less want. So I think a simple question to to this complicated email and complicated issue, find a template from one of these sites from, from Amazon. They have them out there. I don't think Kindle has a template, at least not on the Amazon site. Well, the CreateSpace template worked fine. That's what I use. It's ba- it's basically the the create space template that I've been using. Okay. For Kindle as well. All right. Well, I guess that brings up a different point. What's the difference between ebook formatting and print formatting? Do we do uh, paperbacks through Create Space or Lightning Source or somewhere like that? You do ebooks, Amazon, Nook, Kobo, all those other places. Do you use the same file for both? No. <laughs> I don't. No. I make one file for Kindle and one file for CreateSpace. CreateSpace has page numbers, page headings, very specific looking margins. 
and I usually do my create space formatting in Word. Word has been designed for producing printouts, printed pages, so it's very good for doing create space. It's not so good for making ebooks. Ebooks don't use margins. Ebooks don't really use fonts. Ebooks don't use page numbers or headers. None of that stuff really applies. So there are better ways of doing ebooks. But again, for create space, probably Word is the way to go. Definitely. And that is what you use as Word all the time for create space? I do. Yeah. yeah so do I. It's just simpler. Also, when people send me things to be edited, I do editing also. You know, people send me their stories and I go through and correct it. Word is probably the best one to do that with because it's got their little track changes feature, which has nothing to do with formatting, but Word does have its good uses. But ebooks, there are other ways of going with that. But you, what do you use to type in your ebooks? You still use Word, don't you? I still use Word, but I know somebody who has another program that comes in handy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I will type up a Word document in, in my format that I have. You know, I've copy-pasted it, and the story's all set to go. I will email it to Dean, who has... A number of different things. Well, a number of different programs, yeah. But what's the one you use? The one I'm using right now is Scrivener. Scrivener. I was liking out on what that's called. And you convert it to an EPUB and a MOBI file for me. Yeah, when you're you're uploading things to CreateSpace, DocX, or maybe just plain Doc, I don't know, the Word file is fine. With Kindle and most other ebook places, uh, Draft Digital, Scrivener, Actually, Smashwords is really getting out of date. They're they're not very good anymore. I don't like Smashwords, but uh, Draft to Digital and Kindle are the two big ebook places, and they both take Mobi files or EPUB files. If you upload directly to Nook or Apple or Kobo, all of those take EPUB files, and it's kind of inconvenient to have to make both formats. But with a program like Scrivener, which is actually fairly complicated and hard to learn, you can cut and paste or import your Word document and have it save it as a Mobi file or an EPUB file. There is a good learning curve involved with that, which is why Henry sends them to me. He doesn't want to bother with it. But it it puts out those EPUBs and Mobis and makes it very easy. Do you need to do this with a simple file? You don't do that with most of your files. No, no, most of them I don't, but uh, I'm using Draft2Digital now, which converts for you. Uh, when you convert to, you submit a book to Draft2Digital, it's very basic. You don't need any formatting or anything. You just need a header and the text, submit it, and it converts to an EPUB and a MOBI and a PDF and gives you samples of each that you can proof. And then you say, yep, that's good. And they'll submit it from there. And then... But not to Kindle. Not to Kindle, no. Okay. Well, even before draft digital came along, did you, you didn't need anything special for your KDP or Kindle books. You just type in your story. I used Doc. To, I used Doc. I used yeah. Word for Kindle and for CreateSpace. You make a title page. You make a copyright page. You might make an introduction. You've got a story. And toward the end, you've got your also by HK Kiting and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all done right there in Word in one big document. Yeah. And that's perfectly good for most people. I mean, if you're just writing 
Well, our erotica type stories are usually short, you know, eight to 12,000 words, and that works fine. Where Henry ran into trouble and he needs help with my Scrivener app is when he has books that have different chapters in it. What was the one you just had? Well, what was the one with all the trouble? Tales from the Compound. And there were... Each of them had six short stories, which effectively six chapters. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I had a heck of a time getting Smashwords to accept those. Yeah, the complexity things gets notched way up there when you have different chapters and a, and a table of contents. Table of contents in a paperback book isn't that hard, but the table of contents in a Kindle book or some other kind of ebook has to be active. You click on chapter three, and boom, you automatically get transferred to chapter three. With hyperlinks inside the document. Yeah, which you can do in Word. It's not that complicated. But when you start getting into multi-chapter books, it can get complicated because Word starts putting in little invisible things, like we said, that eventually will build up and cause all kinds of trouble. So, yeah, it may not be the best way to go. I, like I said, I use Scrivener, and each chapter goes into its own little Scrivener file, and they compile them to become one big document, EPUB or Mobi. Or you can, I've heard of people who actually make their CreateSpace files in Scrivener. I don't do that. It's a little too complicated. doesn't seem to be worth the effort. I use Scrivener for the eBooks and Word for the CreateSpace. Another option, if you're a, a Mac person, instead of using Word, is, my, is uh, Apple Pages, Apple's word processing program. And have you ever done a book with that? I haven't, no. I've I haven't it, either. But... I just don't trust it. I'm paranoid about Apple Pages for some reason. They changed their formatting a few years ago. Newer versions won't, won't open the older versions of page documents. So that just sort of cut them off in my book. I don't don't trust Apple Pages. Word is always going to be there. Word? Yeah, if you go back to, you know, 1995 versions of Word, you can still open that stuff. It's not as good as text. I mean, anybody will always be able to open a text file. But Word is common. It's very easy to get into. 50 years from now, somebody will have a way to get into Word files. So have we answer, actually answered this Reader's question? I don't know. What was I mean, the question? I mean, speaking of hot mess, I'm feeling like our, our explanation is being a kind of a hot mess. Both look like hot garbage, it says. You know, oh, hot, hot garbage, garbage sounds, is a different from hot mess. That sounds almost like an erotica title by itself. Is hot there such garbage. thing as a garbage fetish? I'm Yes, actually, there is. That's just wrong. No judgments. No, no, no judgments. We can't say that's wrong because some people would say our stuff is wrong. So if you're a, you have a garbage fetish... Microsoft Word is the way to go. There's a website, uh, grommetsplaza.net. G- How do you know G-R- this stuff? Uh, or so I've heard. Uh, G-R-O-M-E-T-S, grommetsplaza, P-L-A-Z-A, all one word, dot net, where they have uh, very short stories. And there's a there's a trash can section, yeah, of <laughs> trash can erotica. People getting thrown away with the garbage, compressed in the garbage, ending up in a dump, buried in garbage, and yeah, people are into that. You astound you astound me with the level of research that you put into this show. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, as far as uh, formatting, though, if you're going to use Microsoft Word, generally just stick with 12-point Times New Roman because most of the fonts and fancy stuff that you put into your file isn't going to carry over to Kindle anyway. 
Generally, if you use some kind of fancy script or big, clear, easy-to-read font on your computer, it's all going to get stripped out anyway, because Kindle only has three or four fonts that are built in. You don't get to choose. As far as the size of the font goes, you don't really get to choose that either. That's something that, if you have a Kindle device, you choose your own type of font as the reader. So whatever the author puts in there, it doesn't matter. So as far as this writer putting in that she uses 12, 12 point Times New Roman font, doesn't matter. The justified align text also doesn't matter. When you're setting up your file for create space, again that's the paperback book, justification obviously does matter. And I like justified text, it's easier to read. For the Kindle, doesn't matter. Double spacing, that doesn't matter either. Does it? It does for create space. Well, all this stuff then matters. Show up. Well, yeah. Yeah, all this up. stuff matters with create space. But for ebooks, which is what the question is actually about, none of this stuff really matters. How about the indenting? Do you use the tab key? Uh, no, I have it automatically set up to automatically indent. Yeah, if you're using Word, what you do, you select the whole document, or at least the story portion of your document. Right click, or use the. I think it's the paragraph menu. And under the paragraph settings, you can choose double space, single space, or whatever kind of spacing you want. You can also choose the indenting level. You want to set the first line to indent, I don't know, 0.3 inches or 0.5 inches, whatever it is you think is best. You can also set spacing after the paragraph, which makes each paragraph have a little bit of line between them. Don't usually add a blank line between paragraphs yourself. To repeat, you don't actually do anything to indent. You don't hit the tab key. You don't double space at the end of the paragraph. You set all this stuff automatically in Word in that paragraphs feature. And then you get a document with nicely spaced out paragraphs with a little bit of space between each one that is indented and looks very nice in any, any font you're going to use. Basically, you want to do as little work in this document as possible because Kindle's going to ignore most of it. And what it doesn't ignore, Word is going to probably confuse things for you. If you go to Google, type in Kindle template. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of help there online. Okay. Templates that you can get. And, you know, you just write your text in anything, in any, any format you want to. And then copy, paste, paste and match formatting into the template. And should be good to go. Okay, I've got a couple of things here on our notes about formatting things. Have you ever written a book in plain text? No, not really, no. It's getting more, well, it's not difficult to do that, but you, you know, Mac has text edit and Word has notepad or WordPad, either one, and it's becoming an option. Text itself, though, doesn't look very good, but there's a newer thing, well, I say new, but it's been out a couple years called Markdown, and that lets you set up things like headers subheads and indents and lists and things like that. And it, you can actually format a nice-looking book in just a plain text file. And I guarantee you, if you make your thing in text, it's not going to have anything in there hidden that you don't understand. When you do eventually upload your file, there's not going to be any hidden garbage in there, mm -hmm. ever, because you know exactly what's in a text file. It uh, doesn't look as pretty when you're typing it, but that is an option. And I would say just Google Markdown. There's a couple of really good tools out there that'll teach you how to do that. And it looks really nice. And the files are very, very small. Another option, a tool we haven't talked about much is Google Docs. You ever write a book in Google Docs? 
We have. We have written books in Google Docs. Yes and no. Yes and no. Sort of collaborated. I have. We have written books in Google Docs. Our uh, Shiftland Tales and the Mermaids Duet. The ones where we were joint authors on them. Yeah, we have collaborated. Well, that's what Google Docs is best at, is we can both type in the same document at the same time. But even if you're working alone, you can type all this stuff into Google Docs and eventually export it as a Word document if you want to. There's not really any benefit, as far as this topic goes, to using Google Docs. But it's another option. But, yeah, it's another option. Yeah, the thing about Google Docs is it's all online. You don't have to pay for it. But it doesn't put any of that invisible garbage in there that Word does sometimes. If you want to type your story into Google Docs, or again with Markdown and text, type it up that way. And then copy, cut and paste your stuff into Word before publishing. That is a legitimate way of going. Anything to add to this? No, I don't think so. I hope that we helped a little there. I think we just confused the issue even more. I hope not. Basically, try to avoid Word. Word puts stuff in there that you don't want, probably. A tool like Scrivener makes things a lot easier for multi-chapter books. Although you don't really need that if you're just doing, you know, one big chapter or a short story. There are other tools out there besides Word that does just as well. Okay, so that is how we publish and how we format. And that's going to wrap up episode 25. If you have any questions on that or anything else you can think of, email us. We really want to hear from you. If you have a comment, complaint, or topic suggestion, email us at sexyfic at gmail.com or stop by sexyfic.com and leave a voicemail on the tab that allows you to do that. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review for us in the show if you want, if you like. Meanwhile, this is Dean Chills and HK Kiting, and we'll see you next time. See ya.